Welcome to the History Simplified Podcast, where we simplify history. Today, we'll be talking about the 1920s to 1930s, quite the time in not just American history, but world history. I'm your host, Schaefer. Let's jump in, shall we? Let's set the stage for the 1920s. After the horrors of World War I, the world was eager to embrace a sense of optimism and change. The United States, in particular, was on the cusp of major transformation, especially after the war, which had a huge economic boom known as the Roaring Twenties. And a lot of this will be sourced to the Roaring Twenties. This was mainly roaring because of, you know, um, so, uh, women's suffrage laws would be passed, making giving women the right to vote in the 1920 Olympics, which would allow Warren G. Harding with the Republican Party to to take over. No, Democrat Party. Sorry. Democrat Party take over. Uh, jazz music was taking the world by storm, with legendary musicians like Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington leading the way. But it wasn't just music. It was a cultural revolution that encouraged free-spiritedness, dance, and a break from tradition. One of the most iconic aspects of the 1920s was prohibition when the U.S. Congress outlawed the sale, production, and transportation of alcohol. This led to the rise of speakeasies, where you and the boys could go to an underground bar, or you and the girls, uh, could go to an underground bar where you could enjoy illegal cocktails and dance one of the most popular dances of the early 1920s, the Charleston. Um... And please note that I said they banned the sale, production, and transportation of alcohol because they didn't ban the consumption, making speakeasies technically legal. The 1920s saw a rise in organized crime in the United States, mainly because of prohibition. Bootleggers like Al Capone becoming infamous for their involvement in bootlegging. The struggle between law enforcement and bootleggers would... The uh, the element of danger and excitement in the air, which also led to over-romanticization. People romanticize the 20s way too much, myself included. Um, the 1920s also witnessed a dramatic shift in fashion, as the flapper style. Women abandoned the corsets and long skirts of the previous decade, opting for short dresses, bobbed haircuts, and bold makeup, challenging the societal norms of the previous decades. Expectations. The flapper style symbolized women's newfound independence and desire for equality. It was a rejection of traditional gender roles and a celebration of liberation. But the 1920s wasn't just about parties or fashion. It was also about literature. Remarkable time for it. F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby was a quintessential novel of the era, Capturing the success, disillusionment, and the moral decay of the time. The character, Jay Gatsby, in Lavish Party, epitomized the pursuit of American Dream and the hollowness that sometimes accompan- accompanied it. I don't really think it's much of a coincidence that it's now in the banned books section of most stores. Amid the Roaring Twenties, the Harlem Renaissance was in full swing. This cultural and artistic movement celebrated African-American culture, producing some of the most influential figures in literature, music, and art. Coincidentally enough, the same decade as a series of race riots and massacres, um, including one here in Tulsa in 1921. 
Lanson Hughes, Zero Neo Houston, and Duke Ellington were just a few of the luminaries who emerged during this period, reshaping the cultural landscape of America. 1920s was also marked by significant technological advancement. The widespread adoption of the automobile transformed the way people live and work today, and it gave rise to a car culture that is still a very important part in today. And, um, very big problem here in America. I went to Los Angeles back in March. It was not fun. Additionally, the 1920s saw the advent of the commercial radio, allowing people to tune into news, music, entertainment from the comfort of their home, and it connected communities like never before. Meaning, let's say, the president was to have a um, cerebral hemorrhage or a heart attack in California. People in New York would know by the next day that, and you know, telegraph lines would also help quite a bit. Um, as we approach the end of our journey through the 1920s, we are actually going to give a quick crash course on the Olympics. There was one in the United Kingdom in 1920, wait no, Brussels in 1920, Paris in 1924, and Amsterdam in 1928. Um, but as we approach the end of our journey through the 1920s, it is important to acknowledge the existence that this decade of exuberance didn't last forever. On Black Tuesday in October and Black Thursday in October of 1929 would see just about all the stocks take a kamikaze dive for the worse. And a lot of big wigs like John D. Rockefeller, Pierre Dumont, um, Henry Ford, a lot of these uh, rich, I don't know what else to call them, uh, capitalists or big wigs, would attempt to save the market by buying a whole bunch of shares to make the average go up, so then people would be like, hmm, maybe the stock market isn't about to collapse and send America into a decade-long economic failure that'd be brought back by the Second World War. But they failed. They uh, failed in 1929. By 1930, the stock market would be absolutely horrible, and then the Republican president, Herbert Hoover, would be voted out. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on the History Simplified podcast. My name is Schaefer. We're now doing YouTube. This video is actually going to be available on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the history at the HS podcast. Sorry. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for Spirit Bank for sponsoring this episode. Thank you for... Uh, the dollar from Abuela, and, um, yeah, bye.